0: Spoke to the amazing Albert recently and we also had a little cameo from her mate Stacy, who if you don't know is Carly's sister, and you'll get to find out all about these people if you listen to the podcast. Hello.
1: <laughs> Alexa Stop. <laughs> Can Hello? You? Are we all right? Magic stone. Oh, oh. So- <laughs> I'm totally, totally not prepared. I've got Alexa going on in the background. Right, I'm
0: here. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Right. Very sexy. Yes. Excellent. Oh, I've got my sexy podcast voice on. You see.
1: Lovely. I love. I love a sexy podcast voice. Um, that's me pretending like I listen to
0: podcasts. <laughs> yeah, no, I-, I was just going to call you up on that.
1: I'm so 20th century mate like I just I haven't I haven't picked up people always come to me and they're like oh Elle you're in comedy like you're together with like the world and current affairs what's what's a good podcast to listen to and I'm like I ain't got a fucking clue mate like what is a podcast <laughs> I'm so behind I still pick up a, I still pick up the metro when I get the tube, I think I'm the only person that does it. I think they just print it for me. Like, I'm the only person. Yeah, that's mental. Um,
0: yeah, nobody does that now.
1: Nobody does it. Like, and I look around, and it's just me reading the Metro. And it is shit. But that's why that's why no one reads it. That's why everyone's together with the 21st te- century technology. Yeah. And I'm just way behind reading the Metro, sending pigeons to people when I want to contact
0: them. <laughs> All you're doing by picking the Metro up is just helping some people hold on to a job they should no longer be having. You need to get exactly. people back, get them out and reskilled. It's as easy as that.
1: That is exactly what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but, you know, not everyone wants to work in cyber, right? So, Good point. That, that's the issue. Some of us want to be ballet dancers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I did. I wish I could just go back to being a ballet dancer and just shake, putting the tutu on and just twirling my way around the stage again. I miss those things. Yeah.
1: yeah. Years, years wasted. I actually have a stage now, pretty bizarre. I live in an old stage school. That's um, Yeah, which is mental. Um, but it's so annoying that this COVID situation's on because, you know, and I live in London, so no one's actually allowed to visit my stage.
0: No, but you could put Um, on like uh, a production for six people socially distant, yeah. But
1: they'd still be in my house, so they're not allowed in. Uh, good point. I could put on a production for six people at the front door, (laughs) exactly. There we go, (laughs) and then you could, and to be fair, it's direct eye line to the stage, so those. Six people. Are you gonna have a lovely time?
0: Yeah. I, I was just saying, like you could then stream it, but you wouldn't stream it, would you? You'd bring an illustrator in to draw it, <laughs> and then you would just post <laughs> those pictures out to the neighbors. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone does these days? <laughs> just be brass rubbings of people. Like, ah, this is amazing. I know a guy that does those court drawings. Oh. I'll just get him in. Perfect. Yeah, what more do you need? Everyone has the same expression as long as they're glum or angry.
1: <laughs> glum, angry, look like they're on benefits. Yes. <laughs> T- ticked all the boxes there. <laughs> and that is what my my theatre production would basically encapu- encapsulate. That'd so, be the title. that
0: would be perfect. <laughs> what, what was it? Glum, glum miserable, glum, on benefits. On
1: <laughs> yeah, perfect.
0: Nailed it. We All can put right.
1: that to Channel Four, Channel Five, easy. I Channel Five. If I just phone Channel Five, I'm pretty sure you can just directly phone them. If you just Google Channel Four, <laughs> Channel Five's phone number, it'll probably just be on Google. You yeah. probably get through to the uh, or something, and it's like, hey, um, so I've got a stage. I was wondering if you wanted, to, and yeah, just send them, <laughs> Send them now. Yeah. Do, do you want to know what my idea is? No. No, we're just we're just gonna send the camera crew. Uh, sounds good enough.
0: Yeah, it's on. It'd be perfect. It's gotta be better than that fucking sitcom they tried to not sitcom the um, soap opera, the channel. Do you remember that when Channel Five first aired, they had this awful soap opera called Family Affairs or something? Fucking terrible. You need to
1: remember, I only watch channels one to three because I am living in the past.
0: That's a good point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, fingers crossed, you discover Channel 4, you've got Countdown coming, so that'll be interesting.
1: Well, that's going to be a good day for me, isn't it? Hello, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what have you been up to? Discovered this programme, right? Get ready for it. It's called Countdown.
0: Be prepared on the edge yeah. of stuff. Richard Whiteley, twice nightly Whiteley, he's a goer.
1: That That is, it. was that the original guy? Have you gone, yeah. have you gone back?
0: Because obviously I will be starting at the beginning with oh, my yeah, and you had a fat right. Carol Valdeman. fat Kaz yeah. Before she was, she's as my favourite
1: the Carol's. Before she started doing her workout videos, yeah, which was a weird stage in everyone's life. But you know, I was invested. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Right, I'm doing a shameless tin open. Ready? There it nice. is. I just went to my fridge because I was convinced I had a bottle of wine. And um. Well, anyway, long story short, I don't. But I do have this um, perfectly posh Perry, which I bought in Morrison's for 55p. Nice. It's the, it's the only drink I've got. I'm 30 now. I feel like I should have a selection of spirits. I've got that or a bottle of martini, which I opened the other night and I can confirm it's fucking rancid
0: so I remember first working in bars, and you'd always have the three different martinis that nobody ever drank. The bottles would never be used, ever, but they were always there. Yeah, I've got one of them. And I, you probably, <laughs> like, yeah, they're not there anymore. You don't see them anymore.
1: No, that's why it was so cheap in Asda. It was literally <laughs> on like, the bargain booze line. And I was like, oh, I'll get that. Send you a fiver.
0: So you're 30 now. You... You've got to start treating yourself to some of the posher stuff.
1: I know I, which is really bizarre because usually I have got have got booze in the house. I'll tell you where I fucked myself over recently. You'll enjoy this. So because I'm trying to be all like you know creative and quirky, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I feel like that's what people get when they look at me. They're like, yeah, she's so creative and quirky. Absolutely. Like, look at her. Did, did she make those clothes? Who knows. <laughs> so that's that's the image that I'm trying to portray. So basically i my toothbrush i keep in like is it a fear you know that basically the the little miniatures the gin and tonic the premix yeah. ones right so i keep my toothbrush in an empty one of those bottles cuz it looks really cool and creative that's good yeah. and then i've decanted my mouthwash into one of the big bottles like the actual gin bottle and they sit side by side and it's lovely. And people are always like, oh, this is really smart. I like it. I see what you've done there. Um, because it looks really pretty. But every now and again, um, I just think that the mouthwash is booze.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you don't swill it, you just gobble it straight down.
1: You just get really excited. I'm like, oh bottle no, no, that's, that's fucking mouthwash, isn't it? <laughs> so I just set myself up for disappointment. Um but, you know, I'm not going to stop doing it because it does look pretty. There's even, like, a little exactly. time on the gym bottle. Such Beautiful. a lot of effort,
0: though, to decant an already perfectly good bottle of mouthwash into another bottle just to be quirky.
1: Yeah, but do you know what? I've got time. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah. What, right. what else am I doing? Very good point. Reading the Metro. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, yeah. Just imagine you with your ink-stained fingers. Just slowly decanting. Yeah. Do melt- you know melt- what? Food. My
1: my fingers are actually very ink stained at the moment. I'm I'm currently sat in my studio. I've been spray painting. I think I'm currently high.
0: Um I was hoping I would get you on some sort of outwardly, you know, otherworldly sort of mindset. I figure that's kind of the best L to get.
1: Yeah, that that's that's definitely the best L to get. I <laughs> Although, me bragging about how I don't know what podcast is, I did listen to uh, a bit of yours and Paul Cox's. Okay. And basically, I listened to it at the beginning, but then I got distracted by, like, shiny stuff. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not going to make out, like, I listened to the whole thing. I'm just going to be honest with you, because that's the kind of person I am. I appreciate it. But I did, um, I heard the bit where Paul was talking about me at Byline. <laughs> yeah. And he said that I was absolutely off my face. Rocked up to a stage and then just like walked on. Yeah, if fuck is are you ready to have a good time? <laughs> um, which is 100% what I did. But I want to add a little bit to that. Yeah. Um, whoever you have one after me, better add something else to this story. <laughs> you know, just keep going. So I rocked up at the stage. Well, actually, I'm going to take you back. So there was there was a little bar. It was like in one of those old like horse box things you know like people do them up and they turn them yeah. into bars Yep. Yeah. so there was one of those at the festival and i was just propping it up as you do actually and i basically if there was comedy on i was either hosting it i was on it so if you've seen comedy you've seen me for the whole festival <laughs> i was like it, it's a very bizarre situation byline because i become a celebrity in a field for three days. And then I returned to London and I'm like, no one knows who I am. Back to reality. So, yeah, back to reality. Back to life. Back to reality. But yeah. I just spoke a little bit of a song there. So, anyway, I was propping up this bar and people would walk past and be like, oh, Elle, you do the comedy. Oh, that's really cool. And then they'd stop and have a chat. And while they were there, because it was the most white middle-class place I've ever been, and I'm quite white middle-class, so for me saying this, you've got to be like, whoa, that was really white middle-class. Um, they, People feel a bit awkward because they've stood in front of this bar for so long, so they'd feel obliged to buy something. Nice. Um, so the guys running the bar basically said that they've worked out that they do it basically, ten times more sales in the time that I'm stood there than when I'm not. <laughs> so they were just giving me booze to keep me there.
0: That's amazing.
1: Which is why, when the evening rolled around and I rocked up to the Forest Forum or whatever to do this gig, I was absolutely off my face. But like I was so drunk I couldn't really walk. I was by the side of the stage, and Luke Geddes, who is a fantastic booker down on the South Coast, books me for loads of things, he runs the hell to comedy, was stood there with um, Craig Campbell, and they were like, yeah, I don't think she's going to be able to do this. Like, she's, <laughs> she's fucked. But look, at her, she, she can't even walk. And Luke came over to me. And I'm not going to say I remember it, because I don't. Luke came over to me and went... Uh, Oh, you, you're all right. You good to, uh, you good to go on. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely uh, fine. Blah, blah, blah. And um, she <laughs> just went back and said, yeah, she said she's okay. And to be honest, we haven't got anyone else, so <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. She's, she's just gonna have to do it. Yeah. And I walked on, um, and apparently just switched like that. And you know that show business, is not it? That's when you've got yeah. a job to,
0: you've got to
1: take over. Yeah, then I started throwing a dildo around the place. Um, That was a good laugh. But yeah, all in all, we we had a right jolly. And I'll tell you why I think I'm good at it. I spent many a time coming home as a teenager, very, very drunk, and instantly have to be like, hello, mother. (laughs) Me and my friends have just been out in the field looking at, grass and things yeah well i don't don't know what teenagers do that isn't drinking so i'd basically go home pretend that i wasn't off my face and smelling of dodgy richmond cigarettes
0: yeah Um,
1: those were the days weren't they two pound a packet
0: yeah sovereign sovereign with the cheap ones when i was coming up
1: yeah sovereign everyone smoked sovereign or richmond Mm. I was it and then gradually moved on to the Richmond menthol because I became an adult.
0: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the last cigarettes I was smoking before I gave up full time were the menthol the little ones with the ball in it. You'd pop,
1: oh, yeah, they were a delight, weren't they? Yeah, they were the ones. I think the main reason I went on to menthol was because we used to steal cigarettes from my friend's dad, yeah, and he smoked menthol. And then gradually, you just become accustomed to it, don't
0: you? That's it, yeah. And then smoking another cigarette just, just didn't seem right. I know, like, it was bizarre. Unrefined. They
1: used to always be on holiday as well. Do you know that family? bit like yeah. the Trotter. Sort of like a bit of a wheeler-dealer type of family. Yeah. it would always be back from a holiday. Something was going on. And the garage was just flogged with cigarettes.
0: Yeah, fags, backy and booze.
1: Yeah, like literally that that, <laughs> that was it. It was the best friend to have. I'm not naming any of <laughs> <it. laughs> But um, yeah, that was that was my misspent youth, smoking Richmond and drinking Lambrini in a park.
0: It's perfect. We. I wonder whatever ever the... made me. You want grew to be up... a Where in Southampton did you grow up, Els? You are from Southampton. I'm right in saying that. I am.
1: I am from. I'm from Roundham's. Um, okay. It has a
0: service station.
1: Yeah. Oh lardy da. It's got a McDonald's now. It's all a bit fancy. A little bit
0: posh. A little Romsey way.
1: Over Rumsey way, yeah. So this is what I I mean when I say I am very white middle class.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for I me to do Romney, something
1: white middle class, damn, that's real white middle class. <laughs> right, so guess guess that's my intro.
0: Yeah, I mean well I knew it wasn't gonna follow the normal pattern, so rather than writing out any normal questions, I wrote six things just to at least try and cover during our chat. I mean, we're 15 minutes in, we've covered three of them already, so we're not doing too bad. Have we... Had, what, have you, what have you written
1: down? Oh, oh, I'll tell down you what.
0: One. Do you reckon you Just, can guess what I've written down? I've written six things that have summarised you. What do you think?
1: Um, why are you so good looking? Is that, <laughs> did you write that down? Did you write that down?
0: I wrote nudity.
1: Nudity, right, classic. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put that as a sub-genre of... Yeah. Why are you, so good, are you so good
0: looking? Obviously,
1: um, that, prob- the classic. Everyone always wants to know is how how you started comedy. Was is, is that in there?
0: Comedy, that's there. Yep. I've just got one word, one word for each thing. So six oh. words I've got for you. You got new. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: Ah, <laughs> like uh... okay, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Oh. But
0: not stop it. <laughs> ah, see, you have to like the rules of podcasts you've got to put it yourself on do not disturb. <laughs> no no, it's
1: just let me just accept this. It's, it's like she's doing it for a joke. <laughs> oh my god. Right. I'm so sorry.
0: It's alright, it's not the worst thing that's happened during these podcasts.
1: I've got a sofa that's arriving at some point as well.
0: That's okay. We can cut um, just
1: off. just so the listeners are aware.
0: Yeah, we'll cut off. when it arrives. Just cut off, and then I'll send you another link, and I'll just join them both together. Easy.
1: Perfect. Right. I, I like people to be aware of you know the fact that I am a very busy person. <laughs> Facetime me. Got a sofa arriving. Drinking my Perry. Everything's going on let's cancel FaceTime off of my... I don't know how to do it. Right, let's just... We'll just go hope for the best. Right. Stop it! Why? Oh my God, I'm so sorry!
0: <laughs> do you Can have you an iPad? I'm, I'm recording a podcast. Well, I didn't mean to call you. Okay, bye then. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even on purpose. <laughs>
1: Stop. Can you stop? <laughs> I'm at home. I'm in my studio. I'm recording a podcast. Are you with? <laughs> Why does it matter? Oh. I'm recording right now. You're doing a podcast right now? Yes.
0: And I'm single. I don't know if your friend's single. Just trying to throw it out there, Al. What? Just wondering if your friend's single because I'm single. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Got to right. take opportunities where I can recording? Am I now on your podcast? Yes. Yes. Wicked! Hi, everyone! (laughs) (laughs) Hi. What's your friend's name, Al? Stacey. Stacey? Yeah. Hiya. Hello, Stacey. Can she hear me? I think so. Yeah, I can hear you. Hello, Stacey. Nice to meet you.
1: Can I just say, Stacey Stacey never phones me. I'm really nice
0: and blonde
1: and lovely. She's nice and blonde and lovely, that's what she said. But and go single. away now. Is she you no, single, she's not now. Yes, please. <laughs> but I'm really hot. She is really hot, yeah.
0: Send us a picture, we'll put you on the front of the podcast.
1: <laughs> we'll put we'll put you on the front of the podcast. Okay? Albert
0: featuring Stacey. And you. Yeah.
1: Bye, darling. Bye. <laughs> Alright. Okay. That took because I looked at the recording, that took four minutes. To just deal with her, <laughs> it's too much, isn't it?
0: Do you want me to tell you what the other four words that I've got written down were about you? So we've got nudity and comedy.
1: Yeah.
0: I then got cycling.
1: Yeah. Art. Yeah. Drinking. Yeah.
0: And accident.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> you've basically summed up my entire life in six. Weeks, <laughs> Can you email me that for my next Tinder bio?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you don't need a Tinder bio now. You've got a lovely boyfriend.
1: I have. That happened over lockdown.
0: Yeah, it's good. He seems like a very handsome young man. Congrats.
1: He's an absolute delight, to be honest. Um, I don't know what he's doing with me.
0: Was he, uh, does he sort of, are you an old friend with him or is this a Tinder thing? How does it work in London? Because you date differently up in London, I think, now, don't you?
1: Yes. So, um, so we, we met on Hinge. um, Good one. It's like Tinder, but I can't use Tinder because I've got a lifetime ban. Um,
0: (laughs) Is that genuine?
1: Yes, genuinely true. So good. What
0: did you get banned for?
1: Um, I created a fake character called Marilyn Bushgrove, ex porn star, <laughs> friend to the stars, you know, she's a bit <laughs> of a it girl. And she had a, she's, she's got an Instagram, check her off, follow. So, so Bushgrove is her name. Um, Grove. She's a massive knobhead, right? That, but the thing is, I created her um, a Tinder because I wanted, I wanted people to follow her on Instagram. I thought it was like a good ploy to get more Instagram followers. Um, yeah. But also when I am Marilyn, I'm just a knobhead, like no holds barred. Because I, I like to think I'm quite a nice person. Um, so I kind of, I bite my tongue quite a lot. Right. But when when I'm being Marilyn, I don't. And I think a few people might have complained about her. And yeah, I've got a lifetime ban from Tinder. So, because of that, I went to Hinge. Yep. And yeah, basically, so Andy, the the new boyfriend, that's his name. Um,
0: Strong name. Yeah,
1: I was I was gonna click no on him because he said some joke about conspiracy theories, and I was like, I can hate conspiracy <laughs> theories, but I didn't believe that he was six foot five, um, which he said on his profile. And I was like, this fucking guy's bullshit and he's not six foot five. So basically, ticked yes, because I I didn't believe his height.
0: (laughs) Okay, And is he six foot five?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he is six foot five. I also arrived to our first date after I'd been swimming in the Serpentine, which is the pond in the middle of Hyde Park. Mm. And I was drunk uh, because obviously I didn't really see this going anywhere. Um, I just wanted to see if he was six foot five or not and I think my first words were fuck you are six foot five aren't you and then <laughs> yeah I totally wasn't invested at the beginning but then it turns out um he's an absolute babe and I kind of feel a little bit bad for arriving dressed as swamp girl we call her that was my first day <laughs> yeah like, I do feel a little bit bad but you know what she had a lot about her she was um she was a mess. Yeah. But for some reason I managed to trick him into a second date, and now here we are.
0: That's it. Well he managed to look past that, didn't he? Sort of real well. Yeah, he, looked past, he, yeah, he
1: looked past it. He thought <laughs> looked past Underneath this smelly drunk girl, there's just yeah. a drunk girl. It's and- like
0: every every American like teen rom, you like turn up as this like stinky rat and then He washed you down and there was this gem underneath. Yeah. I mean,
1: our first date, he was close to washing me down, to be honest. He was like, get in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) On your first date? Good man. That's strong. I'll be honest. Still, at this point, wasn't seeing this as a potential relationship. (laughs) And I was quite drunk. And I thought, you know what, We we might as well have some fun here. Yeah, yeah. Got, got washed down. Um, he didn't physically wash me down. I feel like I'm I'm digging myself into a nice <laughs> hole. <here>. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, what else have you got written on your list?
0: Uh, so that was it: cycling, nudity, art, comedy, accident, drinking. Okay. So cycling's a big one because you fucking cycle or you seem to cycle. Was that a lockdown thing? Because me and you, our first interactions were me really networking around comedy, your names banded around loads, and we were friends on Facebook and then Insta, and then everything was cycling. So was that a lockdown activity, or was that something you've always done?
1: Yes, so pre-lockdown, I used to just use those rental bikes, you know, the really shit, like the bozzy bikes. Yeah. Get from A to B, all fine. Um also my day hustle was I work in a gym, which you know keeps me quite fit. But as soon as lockdown happened, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna have to do something. And I didn't want to touch the like germ infested like little Santander bike.
0: Sense. Yeah.
1: So I committed, bought a bike, um, but also i've got this real thing i'll tell you why i went a bit mad for the cycling because i don't really like doing any other sport but um i don't like people that map their ride and then sort of display it like it's a trophy
0: it's... <laughs> that's right i just remembered now what you were doing this is what made me laugh yeah following you on insta
1: so i I those people really not like so I have Strava obviously if you've got a bike you've got Strava they go hand in hand and I'm like yeah map your ride right there if people want to follow you there they want to follow what you're up to but don't take that and then post it on Instagram and Facebook and be like oh look at me I went on a ride today because I'm a massive end, right just just keep it in the one place but at the same time if I am going on a 30 mile bike ride I kind of want people to know about it do you know what I
0: mean so? Yeah. So you do appreciate the fact that you want you want to show off. You appreciate people will show it off.
1: Yeah, like I appreciate. I don't appreciate that they're doing it. It's really knobbish. but <laughs> I understand why they're doing it because I'm an attention-seeking whore, and if I do yeah. anything, I'm like, oh, I ate some broccoli. Look at me. Do you know own I mean? Like,
0: want a for it? Yeah, exactly.
1: I want the praise. So the the loophole. Which I discovered, you know, Glitch in the Matrix, was that if I started cycling big penis maps over London, yes. um, people found that funny. And then I can share it on other social media because people were like, yeah. ah, she drew a dick. Um, also, at the but same thing. It wasn't, it,
0: it wasn't as simple as going, like, you're doing yourself with the surface They were quite intricate, huge, well. Drawn out dicks. It was like a lot of thought went into it.
1: Yeah, so a, a dick takes a while to plan. If I'm honest, mm. because I'm, I've seen since there's people that do it in America, and in America it's easy because the country is a bloody grid, right? It's yeah. just oh, I want to go here, boom, 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 boom. Like, it's so simple. London is just like a big swirly, whirly. Like it doesn't make any sense with the road. So if you want to draw something, it's quite difficult. Yeah. Then you've got the one-way roads, which obviously on a bike you can break that rule, but you'll always have some knobhead going, "If I one my road, I'm like fuck off, pleeter, <laughs> go back to your farm." Like I don't care for that kind of attitude, but it's it's difficult to draw the dick. Then I've got no concept of how big that penis is because I drew it on a map. Um, so sometimes <laughs> they were coming out a lot bigger than I thought. Like I've got to set two hours aside. You know I mean? because I, I don't know how this is going to happen. Um so I was I was doing that but were, on my second day of having Strava my dad followed me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um and my my dad you need to know two things about him. He is a massive cycling enthusiast. Like he loves cycling and he worked for the Ordnance Survey like his entire life. Okay, so the two things that he loves are maps and cycling. So I come along with my big dick rides and I'm thinking, Dad, he's going to be so proud of me. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know what? He oddly was. He was like, that's quite impressive. It was
0: impressive. It really was.
1: And to date, he has liked every single bike ride I've ever been on on Strava. So... So, but also part of this comes down to the fact that he tried to befriend me on Facebook years ago, like when it first <laughs> came out. And I just said to him, look, dad, if we're friends on Facebook, we're not going to be friends in real life. Cause that's, <laughs> you're going to see into my life more. You're going to see those drunk photos, you know, the tits out, you're going to see all of this. You don't want that. And then when he started following my dick cycles, I thought I should have just followed, accepted that friend request on Strava <laughs> on Facebook been done with it and um, then also so i i had COVID like right at the beginning so then i was running around london like i was a superhero um so i just didn't i kind of gave up with the old isolating and all of that um so then my dad's just basically commenting on my activities and we're like oh so i see you went to east london the other day what are you doing then i'm like you're stalking me you're <laughs> So, yeah, that was that was the cycling thing. But I did. I got my first bike was stolen, sadly.
0: Yeah. Black Betty, was it? Black
1: Betty one. Yeah. So then, um, you know, it, I'd had heroin at that point. I was enjoying it too much. So not literally. I wasn't like now seems so like <laughs> a good time to experiment. Um Yeah, I would tasted that sweet beautiful bike so i wasn't wasn't returning to the the rentals so i went and bought black betty two and me and black betty two have been having a lovely love affair
0: and was it black betty two that you were uh, involved in the recent accident quite a serious accident required stitches
1: yeah 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 so that was black that what that wasn't that wasn't black betty two but it was in black betty two timescale um, which I'm happy about, because if one bike had been stolen and the other one was in that, I wouldn't have been happy. But no, no. I was on a Santander bike. So I'll give you the backstory, because it's quite enjoyable. Me and um, me and my best friend, who her sister just FaceTimed me, but I'm not going to say any names. So if anyone knows her, they can put two and two together.
0: Um, or Stacey, she introduced herself.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's her sister.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: She's called Carly, fuck it. So we were we were out in London. This was like mid-pandemic, right, going on. But we found one bar that was still open. This was also pre 10 p.m. curfew. Yep. Um, so we managed to stay out until like four o'clock. Um, at four o'clock, the club closes, and <laughs> I went to book us an Uber, and it was like twenty five pounds. And Carly was like, Nah, fuck that, mate. We'll just cycle home. Right. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I might as well, because we've already got the Santander bikes, that's like free, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we're on we're the bikes. You also need to know that me and Carly play a stupid game on these bikes, which is called Got Your Light. Um. Anyone that's familiar with a Santander bike will know that there's a green light at the front, which is a bike. It's like a bu- light of a bike. Yeah. And we basically play it with the lights. So you've got to get the other person's light with your light. And it's a right laugh. Do you know? We've had a lot of fun with it over time. But at this particular moment, we were very, very drunk. And we were cycling down um the pa- Palm Alp and the road that leads up to Buckingham Palace. Yeah. Going literally as fast as you can on a Boris bike. The road was closed to cars. And so we had like the whole stretch to ourselves. I'm in front and I'm like giving it some. Carly is a very competitive arsehole. and um, so she's <laughs> coming up behind me, like and I keep looking behind and you know I can see her face like going, yeah. And um at one point she like sort of, she went to the side and then pretty much just forgot that I was on the bike in front of the light and just took me out like <laughs> completely. <laughs> Uh, Um, And we both landed Head was gushing out of blood Two police cars just by chance Drove past um, And they got taken to hospital Five stitches in the arm uh, Butterfly stitches on my head Week off work, it was lovely I had had a great time (laughs) Couldn't um, Couldn't give any hand jobs For about a week Oh So
0: Yeah Yeah Poor Andy.
1: Also, this was quite early in in my new relationship.
0: So, oh, So there's still a lot of mouth work going on anyway. We weren't getting to the lazy hand job just yet.
1: Yeah, but I couldn't, I'll be honest, I couldn't really do a lot. Yeah, um, you
0: couldn't even raise your eyebrow.
1: Yeah, no, I, I still can't. Oh, really? Yeah, no, like, it's, sort of, it's coming back a little bit. But if I yeah. raise my eyebrows, I'm convinced they're both up and I look in the mirror and I'm like, no, they're not. They're not at all.
0: I saw that scar tissue bundling up. You need to massage that out.
1: Yeah, I've I've been doing the massaging. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's going all right. I, but when uh when I was laying on the floor, I'm quite proud of this quote, so I'm going to tell you. I was laying on the floor. My head was gushing out of blood. Right? I'm laying there, legs still on the bike. <laughs> sort of leather jackets hanging off the side of me. It was... It was a mess. For
0: me. It was a mess. And was it Carly taking the pictures?
1: Yeah, because I told her to.
0: That's so good. Right.
1: I was like, take some photos. So <laughs> so this is going on. And the police officer comes over to me and says, um, have you got any? Um, oh, what's the I can't even think of the word. Have you got anything wrong with you, basically?
0: <laughs> OK. <laughs>
1: what, what's the fancy term for that? Uh, like impairments, something like that? Yeah, something like this. Um, we basically said, you know, if, you, if, you, if you've if got anything you need to tell us of, right? And I just, I can't remember this. I was heavily concussed. Right? I just went, yeah, yeah, just that I'm annoyingly good looking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's brilliant.
1: And then apparently I said, um, oh, if anything, I can afford to drop from a 10 to a 9. <laughs> Again, can't really remember a lot. See, so yeah, that was the incident. My head is still damaged. Still, I've got some scars, but do you know what? Every scar tells a tale, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, my head is mapped with scars. Whenever I fall over, I land on my head. seems to be a thing, so I fully get where you're coming from.
1: Uh, I, I kind of have that as well. And my head's a long way from the floor. Do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> you think my bum might be like do you know what we've got this never <laughs> never does I it do that it's always my head going we'll take one for the team man. Eh?
0: yeah I um, with me I've got scars all on my hands like some decent scars where I used to put my hands down and then I somehow think I've convinced myself to put my knees down which I've now had some like fairly decent knee operations and so all I do now is I don't put anything down and I just fall on my head or my face seems to be yeah I don't actually I think that's it psychologically my body's gone well you hurt your hands and now your knees so just land on your head that seems to be the thing that takes it best
1: I mean when you've done it so many times well trained isn't it
0: yeah exactly I think the worst head injury I've had recently was I was trying to get a key out from under a mat, you know, and someone leaves you a key under a mat.
1: I mean, that was sounds really ball. dangerous.
0: Yeah, but the I was pissed up and I was trying to pick this key up, which I hadn't left it on a key ring or anything. It was just flat on the ground. And I was trying to pick it up and scoop it up. And then I just fell forward into the brick door frame the like, corner of the brick door frame. And um, yeah, just like my whole body weight slammed my head into it and split my head wide open i still got a decent sort of dent in there now so i didn't put my hands up didn't like buckle my knees or anything just pivoted straight in a fulcrum straight into it
1: were you drunk at this point
0: yeah yeah hugely drunk oh it's fine then yeah as as long as you were
1: drunk yeah then it's just like yeah no worries
0: and my ex-partner at the time felt the knock, woke her up. She'd come downstairs. I sort of pushed myself off the thing, stood up, and it was like Carrie, like the film Carrie, all the blood just poured down my face and head and wouldn't stop bleeding. As you know, when you open up your head, it just bleeds and bleeds, doesn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, literally, there was so much blood on the ride mm. when I did mine. And I just, I just kept laughing as well because it was right outside Buckingham Palace, <laughs> it was literally right outside and we had all of the blues were going um so i i phoned an ambulance and then the the first police on the scene they also phoned an ambulance so we had two police cars and two ambulances sorry taxpayer i oh, um, made such a drama of it yeah i mean i did need the stitches um and the lights were going and i sort of jokingly <laughs> said to the police officer and i bet Liz is fuming all of these blue lights outside her <laughs> house And he genuinely looked at one of the other police and went, yeah, we should probably turn these down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Just scenes of Philip at the window going, what the fuck are they up to out there?
0: (laughs) I'm going to go down in a minute, Liz. I'm going to go down and tell him. Yeah,
1: I'm going to go bloody down. And then just, oh, that would have been great if I'm laying in the middle of the floor. A very annoyed Prince Philip just walked out. What, a made what the day. bloody hell are you doing? He's used to an accident, isn't he? Like, oh, yeah. He's not on a Santander bike, though. He's in a big old Range Rover.
0: Oh, yeah, he's just fucking people up in that tank that he's got.
1: 90-something years old, driving a tank around the road. Should be illegal.
0: Yeah, should be. Fucking psycho. Fucking
1: yeah, Fucking psycho.
0: In psycho. Right, so we covered everything: uh, cycling, accident, drinking. That's all them. And then, so I suppose, we've got the obligatory. And again, this is normally the first question in the first couple of minutes. <laughs> We're just like forty minutes in. Um, so, how did you get started in comedy? Because you got started down here because you've been name dropped. Like, I know you don't listen to any of the podcasts. So I'm not going to expect you to know this, but you've been name dropped loads, and I've um, I interviewed uh, Matt Roseblade. Yeah, Dan. Ch- Grant Allen, um Baku, you know, all these guys, Ben McLaughlin, and they've all at some point because you had a gig running in Southampton. So how do you get started in comedy and then how do you sort of get moving in it?
1: So um love that I'm being name dropped. I love it when yeah, people oh, yeah. talk about me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Even when it's bad. Do
0: you know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. if
1: someone goes, oh, I was talking about you the other day, I'm like, Oh, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Um, I love when people waste their energy thinking about me when I don't give a shit about them. I love that bit.
1: Yeah, like, that's the greatest. I, I used to get it a lot in bars. Be very drunk and people come like, ow, ow, and I'm like, I have no idea, who you are. Make, <laughs> making me sound super big time. But even like, when I was at college, this happened to me. I think I was just, I think I've just always been one of those, like, characters. Do you know what I mean? That's what, that yes. knob that everyone kind of knows who they are.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's
1: always been me. Um, I won't apologise for who I am. I've got a fly trying to tap <laughs> me right now. Um, yeah yeah how it. how did I start? So I started at the the Talking Heads in Southampton, yeah. and me and me and the boyfriend at the time, Justin, had been we'd been day drinking, um, so we were pretty drunk. And um, it was us two and his friend Tappy. We went into the Talking Heads, it was that open mic night, and I said as a joke, um, I'm going to put my name down, I'm going to do some comedy, and he thought this was the worst idea ever, he was like, babe, no. <laughs> and Tappy thought it was hilarious, because he just was like, let's get ready to watch a car crash, this is going to be brilliant, and Justin was like, no, you know i think you're funny because like, i think you're hilarious He goes, but right now you don't know what you're going to talk about and you're drunk because like, this isn't the time that you want to start trying out comedy um he said i think why don't you you know go home write some stuff and then do it next week and i was like yeah. no <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because, essentially, that's quite sensible advice. It was very like, like, sensible advice. advice. Yeah, he
1: didn't want me to make a fool of myself. Um, yeah. But I didn't listen. So I went into the smoking area, smoked my mental cigarettes, and Yo. I had a napkin, and I just wrote some stuff on this napkin. Then, I think at half nine was my slot. I just went up, <laughs> spoke for six minutes. People laughed. Um It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. Do you know what I mean? Like I've got the video somewhere. And obviously I look at me now and I look at that and I'm like, oh my God, what on earth was this girl doing? It was terrible. (laughs) I literally walked up onto the stage and was like, hello. um, I'm gonna tell some jokes. Like, Like, it was like that, it was so awkward. How long ago is it? Um that was four four years ago. And then yeah. yeah, then I don't know, it wasn't like I say, it wasn't shit. So the guy that ran the night came up to me and said, Can you come back next week? Like we never get stand up comedy and when we do it's shit. Um we really want you to come back. So I was like, Yeah, cool, I'll come back. And then because it was the same venue, I just like wrote another I actually wrote six minutes. I wrote some stuff down this time. Um, did that, and then I came back again. I'd just landed from Amsterdam, and I'd gone straight from the airport to the Talking Heads. So I wrote, like, this Amsterdam special. I was pretty probably still high when I did it. And I think <laughs> because I was high, I turned more into, like, me, and I just wasn't wooden. It was just very, like, chilled and, like, yeah. So another thing about Amsterdam, I'm, like... And then that's kind of like when the ball got rolling. And then someone said, oh, do you know, there's these guys, they do the comedy circuit." So that's when I met like Matt Roseblade, um, Ben McLaughlin, all of like, there was quite a few of them in Portsmouth, like Michael Franklin, Nathan Eagle. So I got known those guys, um, started running a night in Southampton. I, I had sort of like a few off and on. I've always, I don't know, I have an idea and then I just sort of start doing it, which is similar to art, which we'll get onto quite soon. Um, Yeah. And then I just, yeah, started. But then I, like, this hasn't been four years heavy doing comedy. I'll have moments when I'll just be like, yeah, I can't be bothered to gig. And then I'll come back with like a vengeance. So like right now, since lockdown, I think I've done three gigs and I'm not I haven't been like contacting bookers doing this doing that because I'm like I'm pretty content doing art at the moment and I'm trying to focus on that because from um uh, from December my daytime hustle is going to be no longer so
0: oh, really no more gym no more
1: gym yeah they're closing it for a refurb so I'm I'm out of that so I've just decided you know what let's focus on art and comedy So at the moment, because art is, you know, like it's a product that I can get rolling with. I can sell quite quickly. Like I'm not, I'm not really waiting to do that. Whereas comedy, I'll be like, you know, when, when I've got that ready, I'll go back to comedy and you know, I'll have loads to talk about and I have, I've always got loads to talk about and I never really get sort of like the, the distance nerve. You know, I, I know a lot of people back from lockdown. They were like, "Fuck! I haven't done a gig in like four months." And I was like, "But you've seen people, right? Like
0: you've yeah, you've still done stuff. You know how to talk." Yeah, to people. like you've
1: you've still had conversations. But that's that's a lot of what my my style is. It's basically just taking the stories that I tell people in the pub and translating it onto a stage. And what I used to do quite a lot is, if I had material that I thought was funny. I wouldn't wait to do like a new material night. I'd just like plant it when I'm with friends and like start yeah. going on a rant about something. And a lot of the time they'd look at me and go, are you testing material last? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of like where I was. But yeah, I absolutely, I loved it in stand up comedy. It's It's like doing the strongest cocaine when you come off stage don't like if yeah. if you've had a good gig you know a good gig you yeah. ride on that for a few days but a bad gig I mean it's like doing shit mushrooms isn't it you're just like oh my god <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's the worst experience had to come down as horrible. yeah no it's
1: just so and you wake up the next day and you're like what the fuck was that but I, I've definitely like, I've spoken to some people granted like a lot of them especially in the open mic circuit are not good but you know when you chat to people and they, oh yeah I bomb pretty much every time and you go why are you still doing this yeah (laughs) and and they go have you ever bombed and I'm like oh I think I did like once but I know I know when I'm having like a bad gig but me having a bad gig isn't isn't anyone else's bad gig? Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just worse than what I'm used to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think, so having watched you and spoken to you a couple of times, seen you on in, like Insta and stuff, you, so we have a similar style. The way that I talk is I talk about stuff that's actually happened and funny stories that I would tell my mates and I, you embellish a little bit for comedic effects, but you basically tell a story on stage or you tell little quips. It's not like a joke punchline joke punchline or pun or any of that stuff yeah and you also seem to uh live a life that gives you material or at least put yourself into situations that gives you material
1: yes i definitely do that <laughs> i i generally say you've got to ask me to do something 1.5 times because every thir- every <laughs> right. third time i'll say no first and then i'll go all right then yeah Fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I've kind of got a bit of a an ethos in which you know try it, try everything twice. You might not, you might not mm. like it the first time, so try it again. And I, th- <sighs> when I was at university, and I know you shouldn't live your life by stupid quotes that someone's probably read on the back of, back of a toilet door, but. <laughs> Someone said to me, "You never remember. You never, you're never gonna look back at your life and remember the nights you stayed in and had loads of sleep." And yeah, I-, I guess that's kind of just like stuck with me. And whenever anyone says, "You know, do you want to do something?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." Do you want to do this? Do you want to hmm. go to our oh, so and so's having a party? Yeah, I'm like, I'm there every time. Like you, and a lot of my mates, they, they don't even ask me stuff now. They just say. If they know I'm free, they'll go, are you free on this date? And I'll go, yeah. They go, cool. We're, we're going to yeah, this we're rave. And I'm like, sweet. Yeah. Because they just, they know I'm going to say yes. Like, if, one of, if mm. one of my mates said to me, oh, there's an illegal rave happening in Hackney Woods on this date. Do you want to come? And if I was free and I said no, they genuinely, like... Think there was something completely wrong with me. They were like, "Yeah." They were like, "No, but seriously, are you okay? Like, what's (laughs) what's happening? This is so out of character." And I think because I do do these things, I said do (laughs) do, and I put myself in those situations. I just I'm very much like a, a fuck it kind of person. Like, yeah, fuck it. Let's let's see how this pans out. And usually when it pans out, it's absolutely hilarious. So when people say to me, like, oh, why have you got these mental stories? Why, why are you doing this? I'm like, oh, because, you know, I was at some mad party on Wednesday night and you were in watching Coronation Street with your kids. You know, so mm. I think because I've, yeah, right. I've, basically, I've created that life for myself, that it's, you know, it sort of it speaks for itself. Like, but nothing can ever just be normal for me. My mum says this. She'sn't nothing's ever just normal, is it? <laughs> like, Why can't you just <laughs> go for dinner? And it been I remember once, like so me and some friends went for dinner. Genuinely just like, nice. Oh yeah, let's go for dinner. It's like on a Wednesday night or something. And I was wearing a like a bomber jacket. You know the one that has like the little pocket in the in the arm? Yes. And one of my mates said, um, but what what the fuck is that pocket for? It's just like you can't fit anything in there. I said, oh, sometimes I put money in it, and sometimes I just use it for drugs.
0: Yeah. Like if I'm, I was gonna say that's, drug that's a drug it pocket. That's is a isn't drug it? pocket, isn't
1: it? I was like, if I'm at a festival, yeah. I might put a, pop of, a couple of pills yeah. in there. I was like, sometimes I'm surprised yeah. by what's in there, and I open it up, and was two pills in this <laughs> pocket. Right? And we've only gone for dinner, and then we thought oh, we might as well just do half a pill each. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the start of every good yeah. life
1: that would be dessert would you like to look at the dessert menu no thank you I'm about to have, uh, pop half a pill here um, gonna have a lovely time and yeah we did we had a lovely time I mean I felt shit at work the next day I didn't regret it so I like, oh, yeah. really regret last night said, so yeah but you had fun it's just drinking is like borrowing fun from the next day
0: Nice. I like and I it. think if
1: you've got work, how much fun were you going to have that day anyway?
0: Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. Work's work. I always, I'm on the ethos, if I'm physically able to do something, I'll do it. I will not turn anything down just because it doesn't seem like a good idea. 100%. I'm like, yeah.
1: So this, that was one thing that I did find difficult about lockdown, with people telling me, oh, you can't, but you can't do that. I'm like, oh, but I can't. No. Like... I don't see it yeah. so right now funny enough i'm uh i am self-isolating because one of my housemates has got covid um confirmed yeah. so therefore all of the housemates have to um have to self-isolate um and it's just that moment where you're like oh just gonna do oh no no can't do that i gotta gotta stay here gotta stay put and because i'm super paranoid because of all of the drugs that i'm taking i think you know, I've got that track and trace on my phone. If I do nip out, like I said, I just wanted to go for a walk. You know, is mi Five going to be on to me? Going, what are you doing even in the house? You're supposed to be self isolating. Yeah. So I just, I just stay here and I do my art because um, that's what keeps me sane. Although probably not because I, I think the fumes do get to me sometimes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, actually, quite a nice little segue into the art. It's almost like I planned it, but I didn't. It's almost like you had that set up ready. Perfect.
1: So yeah, art.
0: So the art, let's talk about the art, because it's actually pretty Excuse good. Cheers, mate. And yeah, you're welcome. And I, I like uh, art in different ways. And I am saving up to purchase one of your artistic pieces. And then you've got so I follow a couple of comedians on insta and people like um what's his fucking name his uh he works with um Simon Pegg what's his name Nick Frost yes Nick Frost and then the I saw him in baseball. Barcelona once on. sorry
1: quick Nick quick Frost. segue because it, it's only going to yeah. work now and it's a really short story so i was in barcelona on a college trip and my college teacher had basically just been moaning at me and my friend because we was at the back. We were walking from somewhere to somewhere else. And he was like, why are you always at the back? You take ages to write it when I do take ages to do anything. So you're always at the back laughing away. And so he just moaned at me and told me to hurry up. And just as we all sort of turned around to face the way everyone was going, Nick Frost and his girlfriend walked like opposite us and I just yelled almost into his face, "Got word!" Because um, <laughs> that's what's on his T-shirt in Shaun of the Dead, for anyone listening that doesn't know that. And um, Nick Frost laughed, thankfully. And we continued. Yep. And I remember my teacher looked back at me and went, Yeah, fair. <laughs> Yeah, so when I say I met Nick Frost, it was a brief encounter. I yelled, got wood in his face in Barcelona. Perfect.
0: Yeah. I think he'll remember that if we ever see him <laughs> again. I'll bring it up. Bring it up. Can you
1: me. remember a time in Barcelona you go, I knew I saw in face somewhere.
0: <laughs> some, some posh girl shouted, got wood got yeah. in his face. Right, in face. <laughs> um face. But yeah, there's some comedians. There's a lot of comedians that do uh, do artwork. And Nick Frost does it. He's got like a whole studio... And in fairness to my untrained eye, it all looks shit. Oh, really? And, yeah, I'm not a fan. And he, he doesn't really do pictures as such. It's a lot of, you know, this sort of contemporary fucking It's all slashes and colors and stuff. It doesn't look great. And then um, the guy from Mighty Boosh, the fucking goth who does... Bake no Fielding. Now. Yes, again, he does that. But he almost does that as shit as possible, I think. I think that's supposed to be his thing um so there seems to be a a correlation between comedians and art but your art is actually decent I was going to ask if you've been like trained was art something that you you know about or just something that you like to create and it's built up into what you do now um so currently
1: looking at Nick Frost's art on Instagram and
0: yeah it's,
1: it's shit isn't it so that's
0: it is, isn't it? Not oh, great. I don't I just don't but understand it. There's some similarities with something I can't remember what one he done the other day and it's it's similar to something that you've done in terms of a lot of the, the sort of straight lines and the colours, but yours yours looks artistic. His looks like autistic. <laughs> His looks like he's he's had some sort of like mental breakdown and finger painted with all the colours that he could find. You know, and again, I'm not somebody might look at the two and be like, no, that's amazing. And but from my eye, I'm going, his looks fucking terrible, whereas yours looks refined and would go on a wall and look good. Whereas his I'd be like, that can fucking stay in your garage. Yeah,
1: no, I get that. Um well firstly, thank you very much for the critique. Always appreciated. Um so my (laughs) my love and history of art, so I I was always always super arty, creative. Just that knobbed, you know. Keep keep the crayons away from us, she will ruin the walls. Like I was that as a child, and um, and then growing yeah. up, I so I studied art at college, and then I didn't okay. continue through university. University, I decided to study television production, which I have no idea why, because it was all behind the scenes. And anyone that knows anything about me will understand that that is just not where I belong
0: <laughs> no that you are not behind I'm the not a
1: behind person. the scenes person no I hated it like I literally hated every minute of this degree um but you know I was in it, and i didn't wanna I didn't want to cancel or quit or whatever, so I stuck with it, and then I guess like after time, so pre-lockdown, I had like, I was doing art, you know, bit here, bit there. Um, Wasn't really selling anything, but I was just sort of like collecting it like some creepy art collector of my own art, you know. <laughs> oh, look at all of my artwork that I've made. And then lockdown came and I just, yeah, I just sort of went for it ordered a ton of spray paints because I thought that looks like fun. Um and it was. So went for it, chucked some and wood stuff burned. on Instagram. You were doing wood what was that, Craig?
0: You were doing wood burning.
1: I was doing wood burning, yeah. That wasn't really part of the art though. That was just because it had a massive garden and we wanted signs for different areas. So but then I just like got a little bit more creative with like spray paints acrylics i'm just i'm looking around my room right now and it is it's flooded look i I couldn't even say how many pieces i could count just looking around
0: yeah i just (laughs) i don't
1: know it's it's tranquil for me and i guess like i like to sort of have a message and when pride happens so i'm a big i'm quite an ambassador of pride even though i am a straight white woman People are like, oh, what? What have you got to do with pride? I just think it's a lot to do with like, do you know what? Be, be the person you want to be. Like, I don't think you've got to be gay to celebrate pride. Um, I think no, it's about
0: individuality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, that to me yeah. is just
1: saying like you, you, you do you, boo. Like that's that's what it's all about. Um, yeah. To, although I will be the person in a, in a pride parade like finger the girl once and <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was an experimental phase
1: I was going through something so <laughs> I don't even know do you know what let's let's move past that so <laughs> yeah I just I go through phases but I tell you what I am. Um... I started doing a collection called and I was doing this before lockdown actually it's called colourful language so it was a combination of like my love for art my love for storytelling because obviously a lot of things have happened in my life so each piece was like named after a story and then it goes with the story so for example there's one I've got a piece called all of the yellow lives in the corner and it's just a story about my crack whore birth mother who is fucking mental and it's just like what she said to me once and it's like and bear in mind there was no yellow in the corner and i just sort of like i asked her what she was looking at she said all of the yellow lives in the corner and i said you're nuts mate you're insane but that to me was like the story of like our relationship so i've got a piece where you know all of the yellow is in the corner and that's what that's about So it's like, that's very abstract, but then I've got other bits which, you know, I've gone stencils. I like stuff that has a meaning. I do, I love color. I think I go for color because it's just like boom. And my, I think my decor style is very bland. So I quite like things that are just like very simple and then whoa, where where did that come from? And I think that's a lot like me. I think I look quite simple. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you're like, "Damn, <laughs> what the fuck happened there?" And um, yeah, I think that's why I go for that that little style. So that's what happened. So if you know, if people are listening, buy my art, please.
0: <laughs> so they can go and have a look. It's on Insta, and its it paint, paint L, painting paint? Paintin
1: L, L yes. Yeah. So and my my two Instas have got Steamin L, which is me and comedy. Um <laughs> yeah. and then L, which is just all of the arty stuff because I just figured yeah. a lot of people paint that, that like to follow art just yeah. like just like that as a thing whereas yeah. if you follow comedy you're kind of more the so comedy goes quite well with me as a person because a lot of the time I'm talking about stuff that's happened so you could well be at a gig, and I'll be talking about a bike accident that I had over lockdown. You'd be like, oh, I saw that post." Doing so, yeah. people get that. If anything, it adds it adds substance because people understand, "Oh fuck, that that didn't actually happen." Yeah, you you're not lying about that. So that's yeah. that's why I've I've decided to keep the two instas, keep them separate. Love it.
0: No, that's perfect. And I, um, like I say I'll, I'll follow them both. I'm a fan of the art, so I shall be purchasing, <laughs> some of the art. Now, when I first spoke to you about the art, you were saying that it was you almost had uh, sizes or like the canvas and the prints with like different. But are you pricing your artwork differently per piece, or do you just have a set? So, could somebody look at painting now and be like, I like that, I want that.
1: I'll be honest, babe, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew from that exhale that was going yeah. uh, to be my answer. I'm
1: literally i'm i'm running into the darkness with my eyes closed. If I'm completely honest, I just I a lot of the time I base it on time. um A what? lot of the time, I base it on how much I like the piece, and I think, yeah. well, what what would I pay for that? Yeah, I'd pop, I'd pay five hundred quid for that. I, I'll <laughs> I'll sell it for five hundred. But then I can do other bits and I go, mm, yeah, I'll probably pay fifty quid for that. <laughs> and then I just I just do it like that. I do usually I do it on like obviously size. So if something's bigger, it's gonna cost more money. But sometimes like yep. I've done it before, I've done something that's big and I've been like, Oh, I don't really like that. And then, you know, it sales. Like, oh <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't know everything
0: no you don't know yeah you don't know what you yeah. don't know but if people are willing to pay for it
1: yeah that's the thing i'm so making easy. all this art and i've i've got like there's a piece that i think is incredible and i go yeah this 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 is the one and i go why is no one buying this but everyone's buying that shit stuff it's like you don't know what's good <laughs> mate <laughs> No, it's it's everyone's taste, isn't it? It's everyone's taste. So, yeah, the the one I was talking about, all the yellow that lives in the corner, that's actually sold, funny enough. So that Um, must be good. Yeah. So people... There are people willing to buy my art. And they have all had serious brain trauma in the past. But that's
0: just a coincidence.
1: Yeah, just a coincidence. They're all on the same bus. Um. (laughs) <laughs> it just pulled into and my so, gallery one day
0: yeah, yeah it's just the same tour the yellow bus tour yellow bus
1: tour they've all had a bit of an injury now go buy some art <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much yeah so that's 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 me in the art I'm, nice. but what i'm i'll tell you what i'm trying to do at the moment i'm trying to like do this whole upcycling thing, you know, like you can turn anything into art. I've been looking at this a lot yep. on Instagram. So, because I told you I live in an old stage school, the piece that I'm working on at the moment it's, it's big. It must be like 160 centimeters by 160. And it's just a board right. that I found in the building. <laughs> and I just was like, yeah, I'll paint that. That'll do. But yeah. But it's massive. And that's what I was spraying just before we started. So yeah, I've probably I won't remember any of this chat. It's good job we recording it.
0: <laughs> yeah, not that you're gonna. Find, uh, will you even listen to your own podcast?
1: I might do, but do you know what? There's a lot of shiny things in the planet, isn't there? <laughs> and that metro isn't going to read itself.
0: No, you're right. Actually, yeah, I shouldn't be trying to compete with the metro.
1: Do you know the? Do you know what I love about the metro? Right. I feel like
0: they 100% take the piss, but
1: like we've, they very subtly do it, and it's hilarious. And I've seen this twice in the Metro, but I don't actually commute that much, so I don't read it very often. So for me to have seen this twice yeah. is actually quite a lot. So they'll have like a news story, so it'll be like a split page, news story at the top, advert at the bottom, and the advert will always be in some way, relative or contradictory to the news story, uh, and the two that I've seen it with, it's absolutely hilarious. So, what can you remember? The Salisbury poisonings, yeah, yeah. when those two Russian tourists got in a little bit of a, no.
0: a, a mishap.
1: They just wanted to look at the cathedral. Yeah. Um, so, when that happened, there there was an article about it in the Metro, and one of the quotes was something like, "Oh." I'm not too worried, but it's definitely made me think twice about going to McDonald's. But it was <laughs> something like I don't want to go to McDonald's anymore. And below it was a McDonald's advert. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is absolutely hilarious. Because you just know whoever's put that together's going, Yeah, we'll put the McDonald's advert underneath that quote. And then there was another one that I saw recently, and it was um, oh, who's that really, really rich racing car ex racing car driver? He's old now. Um, his, he, his daughter <laughs> had all her jewellery stolen, or something.
0: Oh, Bernie yeah, the one, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So on, yeah. it was just in the metro. Top half was like thirty million pounds worth of jewellery stolen, and then underneath it was like a H Samuel Sadman.
0: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I
1: was just like, you know what you're doing, but you only you only see that sort of banter in the metro. So I am, I'll be honest, I'm quite a fan. <laughs>
0: yeah, Why that's not? what I'm in it
1: for. Um, I believe <laughs> if my maths is correct, Craig, we've only got one thing yeah. left to talk about.
0: Correct, correct, that is the big one like nudity. Yeah. Now, and again, anybody that follows you, um, will see that you, especially in the summer, it's not so much now in the winter because you're covering up. Yeah, but you are um, prone to about a nudist. I like to get my tits out. Yes, you do. Uh, And you cover them up with little smiley faces on the nipples because you can't free the nipple on Instagram. Yeah, I've
1: started to cover them up more because I'm pretty sure I'm on my last warning with Instagram. (laughs) Every now and again, I wake up and I've got like a little alert on my phone. And it's like... (laughs) your post has been removed you're on a 24-hour ban um and is at one point my algorithm was completely messed up like I wasn't appearing in like my bestest of friends stories like and I was posting something and I was like guys are you seeing this now like no not at all and I was like Instagram has just completely destroyed my social following just because I wanted to get a tit (laughs) out do you know I mean like it's it's ridiculous, but I right nudity for me. I guess it, it's the rebel in me. At the end of the day, right. I ne- it's very rare that I'm naked or partly naked because I think it's sexy. Right? That's. I mean, it does happen. Don't get me wrong, but it's like ten percent of the time. The rest of the time is just like do you know what? I'm going to get my tits out. Who gives a shit? Um, (laughs) That's it. It's it's the rebel. It's the fuck it in me attitude. It's just like, I don't care. And I just, I I don't have the most amazing body on the planet. Like I'm I'm very aware of that, but I'm a lot more confident with it than people who have far better physiques than I do. And I think the reason is I'm like, do you know what? Like, who cares at the end of the day like oh god forbid I showed a nipple you know call call the priest what will ever happen send her to hell burn her it's like it's, it's a nipple like who gives a shit and I just I think I think a lot of people need to chill the fuck out if I'm completely honest
0: so anybody that listens to this might be thinking, you know, that might be an inappropriate question to ask her about nudity. And is she one of them, uh, like, social media influencers always pouting and, like, topless and soft lighting? But you're right, it isn't. That isn't how no. you do it. Don't do it in that, like, objectify me type of way. Um, and it is it is funny and it is humorous in how you do it. And, um yeah. That, yeah, it was a. Like I say, there are the comments that you get. I doubt will be well from what I've read and seen. They are like, "Oh my god, you're so beautiful." They're like, "Fucking L," that's hilarious, or whatever it is. You know, it's yeah. Funny, the, the classic funny...
1: comment I get is "fucking L," like, do you, like yeah. Which I'm really annoyed because that I couldn't, I wasn't allowed that Instagram name. That was going to be my name. Fucking L. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's usually it. It's like, oh, what are you up to now? Because yeah. a lot of the time, I look at a photo and I go, "That's a funny photo." But I tell you what, it would be funny if I had my tits out. <laughs> like, mm. Why not? Yeah. And Absolutely. I'm now at the point I think enough people have seen them, and you don't have you <laughs> don't have to dig far into the internet to find them. There's still there's still some that Instagram hasn't quite clocked to there yet. <laughs> What I've worked out is if I put it in an album, if it's not front if it's not the front cover,
0: but it's a few right. pages in. It in, the, in, the, in yeah, the I get away
1: with it. But um yeah, I just I don't I don't understand why in my mind I don't understand why it's wrong. But also I'm a very open-minded person and I've always said this, and not a lot shocks me. Subsequently, people, like friends have told me that I'm the worst person to tell a shocking story to because I have no reaction.
0: You don't get Yeah, reaction, like I've yeah. had mates
1: come up to me and they go, oh my God, I had the most mental weekend, right? Get this, ended up having an orgy with two of One Direction, right? Did some acid, <laughs> ended up at a party at Michael Barrymore's house. Don't worry, no one died in the swimming pool. Um, you know, like they'll have that level of story, and I'll just sit there and go, "Sounds fun." Yeah, that sounds fun. And
0: they're fun. like, "Why yeah. are you
1: not reacting?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's just, it's just a nice story in there. I'm enjoying it." And they're like, "Why are you not shocked by anything?" And I think that that comes down to the nudity a lot with me. Like nothing, nothing shocks me. So you know that you know that um, there's that classic image. You know the the black guy with the massive penis.
0: Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Will... well, which one? Because there's two. There's a no, on the no, edge of it's the not bed, him. It's the, the one with the fisherman hat, hat. in the festival. The, yeah, hat. the
1: fisherman yeah. hat one, or the edge That's of the bed. Do you know what I mean? Whichever one it is, and a lot of the time people yeah. will make a perfect thumbnail. So like, they're like, uh, yeah. Trump is dead. Something like this, and then you click yeah. on it, and it's just a massive clock. Right? Yeah. and I've seen people opening these. And the reaction is just always, oh my god, oh yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and then they've like people I've seen people almost throw their phone like across the other side of the room. Like, they feel like they've been physically violated right, by this image which is in their phone, which isn't touching them in any way. <laughs> and I just think that's one way to overreact, you absolute cabbage. Um but Whenever I get sent one of those, generally my action is just like <laughs> big dick. Like, j- yeah, they, yeah. I don't know who these people are that get offended easily and don't want to enjoy life. Because, as well, I I suffer quite severely.
0: Well, they're all in the comedy What's collective, aren't they? They're all in the comedy they're collective. They're all in the comedy they? collective. Hashtag
1: not on the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I won't go into that too much. Um, no. no, but seriously, Craig, I've got... I've actually... Condition! That's the word I was going for earlier. Um, the policeman said, "Have you've got any conditions. You know, one condition I have actually got, right, this is quite, it's quite serious, and I suffer from it very, very badly, is FOMO. Um, yeah. And for anyone listening that doesn't know what FOMO is, it's the fear of missing out. And... I genuinely like, sometimes I feel like it hurts from inside. Like if I know people are doing something <laughs> and it's going to be really fun and I'm not there because like, I can't be there where like, I've, I've had to like shadow ban myself from social media before because I can't look at it, do you know I mean? So, and I think yeah. because that's mentally where I sit on the spectrum of Having a good time. I don't understand how anyone. I, we've all had it, you know. You're doing a gig, you're at a party, something's happening. Next thing, like can Doris from next door's come round, is going like, ah, what are you doing? And I'm like, I can't, I can't imagine being that person where you see people having a good time, and your instant reaction is not to join in. But that's I, yeah. get, I get FOMO at a bar. And if there's, to be honest, it's very rare that this happens. But if there's a table that looks like they're having more fun than my table, that annoys me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll get If I'm on a date, I want
1: to know that me and my date are having more fun than everyone else. And that's, it's it's quite, it's quite important to me, actually. That is, that's a, I think it's a serious medical condition. (laughs) My doctor's yet to recognise it as as a thing, but, um,
0: I think we could set a little charity up, I think little hashtag, um, you know, think of our FOMO, we could get some money raised, you never have to miss out, on anything ever
1: again, I'd be, genuinely I'd be so up for that, (laughs) you know, you can picture it, black and white, what we've forgotten, during the lockdown, it's a lot of people out there, Going for a very difficult time. They are suffering from FOMO. <laughs> it's just us yeah. rocking inside, like what? <laughs> what could have been? But I tell you what. I tell you what was okay about lockdown. It was actually fine. It's because I was looking at social media and I was like, I'm definitely having more fun than everyone else.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then you had the 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 sort of social media police who would just leave that comment of, "Should you be doing that?" That that little fucking niggly passive aggressive, like, should you be doing that? Oh, you fuck off. You see, a lot you of dick. people
1: were talking about, I yes, didn't but... really get that. And I, do you know, I think a lot of people just, if they wanted to say it to me, they probably just thought, do you know what, that's not worth it.
0: <laughs> For me, I got it in the neck from the exes in um, front and center, who were just.
1: Them exes, yeah. eh?
0: Them fucking exes, I I got a lot of grief. I still get a lot of grief with the, you know, should you be doing this? And it's that whole like, you know, I'm I'm like, I'll fucking I'll look after the kids full time. You can fuck off out and party yeah. if you want. I don't mind. It's because I, you know, if you don't get, if I've got no responsibilities when I don't have the kids, therefore I go out and do stuff. So I don't really see. They're like, you know. And again, without having children, it might change when you you have children. Your mindset might change. But I think I'm not. It doesn't matter what I do. And they go, "Oh, you think you're going to be a role model for the kids?" I think I'm gonna. My kids grow up. They're gonna hear things about me that I can't change. So you know, I teach them to sort of be nice people themselves, without being like, do what I do. You know, do what I say, not what I do, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: I think that's that's very much it but people get so i think people get weird when they have kids a lot of them. i'm not saying you but i think i think a lot of people on the whole say oh, i'm a parent now you can't you can't be doing that because i'm a parent And i'm like but you're you're a parent and i'm doing this nowhere near your kids so, is it like yeah. go back to the nudity thing I always feel like people yeah. would say to me like, oh, you can't, you can't do that on Instagram because of the kids. And I'm like, I'm not yeah. here for the kids. <laughs> 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 Your kids shouldn't be following this.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I had the same, cause I posted a picture. I got sunburned. And again, this is the difference between men and women and what we can post. And I just obviously covered up the knob, took a photo in the, uh, in the mirror of the, the all-over sunburn that I'd had. And, yeah, I got the whole, your kids will see this one day. I'm like, oh, my God. By the time my kids are old enough to get onto Insta won't be a thing. They ain't going to see this. It's not going to matter. But that that whole, oh, you know, people, once it's on the internet, you can't take it off. I think if I if I didn't want it out there, I wouldn't put it out there. Yeah, no, I, it sounds I like a it.
1: lot of nobeds follow you. You should... Um... Yeah. You should look at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I quite I quite like you know I say I put something on my Insta the other day, it was just a man fishing and being like, whoever's sending my post to my ex, you're not winding me up. I don't give a shit. All you're doing is pissing them off. Also,
1: I feel like men do have it harder purely because um a lot of women are mental.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I say this, and, you know, men are as a woman themselves, but women seem to be, yeah, women seem to hold on to a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, I just can't be bothered to be honest.
0: <laughs> and so, do you reckon there's going to be babies in the future with Andy, with Scarface, <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the cute nickname that I call him, Scarface.
0: I love that I know the nickname for your boyfriend and your housemates. I feel like I'm part of the... So this is because
1: I posted um, our Netflix um, screen on my Instagram (laughs) the other day. But what's interesting is the other two aren't actually my housemates. No. (laughs) they are not? So I'm the animal. The beast is Carly.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, Stacey's
1: sister, the one that knocked me off my bike. So that all happened because basically logged into my Netflix at Carly's house. And then she kept using it. But she was messing up my algorithm because she watches absolute shit. Yeah, And I said, and if she's not watching shit, she's watching what I'm watching. But now I'm in a different place. I can't pick up from.
0: Yeah, fuck you up with it. Yeah, Yeah, so I said,
1: look, you're messing, you're messing me up on Netflix. So I've created you your own profile. So created her the beast because that's our little nicknames. Um, so she kept that. that's fine. We were just sharing a Netflix. I was paying for it. Um, just drop that in there. Then she get. (laughs) Then one day she goes to me. So Lee's using my Netflix and it's really messing. So if you're messing with my algorithm, she didn't say algorithm because she doesn't know that <laughs> word. And I said, fine, I'll create him as a profile. So we, we call her fiancé. They're supposed to be married now, 2020, hashtag. Um, so we call him 31teeth because he's he's got one tooth missing. He's got one fake tooth. And he didn't like the yep. name one tooth. So we call him 31 teeth because he's got 31 teeth. So then when Andy <laughs> managed to get onto the Netflix account, we discovered he's also got 31 teeth, which is really inconvenient. And um, so, yeah, he became Scarface. He has got a couple of scars on his face. We have actually said that if scars were hereditary and we had a child, it would just be a bag of scars. <laughs> yeah. Hey, little little Freddie Kruger's here. <laughs>
0: nice
1: (laughs) um so yeah no plans to create our little bundle of scars anytime soon if i'm honest
0: (laughs) right so we like massively ran over our hour that i said i'd keep you for so i'm gonna wrap it up with two last questions like easy ones um so, your favourite comedy venue round here? Because obviously you're you're a South Coast comedian at heart, really. So you'll know a few round here, or even in London, I suppose. But what's your favourite comedy venue? Where it feels like special?
1: See, it's a tricky one because it's, what always felt special was the Talking Heads, because it was like it's so where I lost my comedy virginity. Um, yeah, but that's that's now closed down. There's there's quite a few places in Portsmouth that I get like a sort of warm fuzzy feeling when think about like a drive past and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's because that's a lot of places where like I started. Um Yeah. But the there's like there's loads of just like little ve- oh, do you know, what? I've done gigs in so many weird pubs. In Southampton, weird like backstreet <laughs> boozers, do you know? What? if you've got a space for a microphone, we'll have a comedy night. Um I've done a lot of that, but yeah. I think now what really like really excites me about South is we mentioned Luke Geddes earlier. He runs the House of Comedy, just yeah. he puts on some wicked nights. So last year he did the Giggles in the Garden at Sir Harold Hilliard's garden centre. And it was just, it was incredible. It was outdoors, almost 600 people. Supposed to be back this year. I was supposed to host it. And then that fucking COVID thing came. Um, but now I think with what I've got going on with Luke, we've done a gig at the yeah, GS Bowl. Now, I've done some quite big venues, a lot going on at the 1865. He's got a good thing going on there. Um like now it's sort of like the excitement of like, where's, where are we going? Sort of like it's catching things on the journey mm. and going from, you know, those days when yeah. I did, I've done a gig and there's been four people in the audience and three of them were comedians <laughs> and then yeah, progressing up to, you know, sell out venues. That's, that's sort of like the exciting thing. And that is mostly at home for me, which is very ironic because, you know, every comedian moves to London because that's where the comedy is. And all of my best gigs are down south at the moment. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I'll tell you that. And then as a final final question, just to give a shout out to anybody that you you think is funny, you like, you would get people to keep their eyes open for if they ever see him on a poster or on a bill. You think, oh, this person's funny. Go and see Me. who do you want to give a shout out to. Obviously, you are the number one. If you see Al's name anywhere, go and see it. It's a quality night ahead. But outside of the Al's sphere, anyone you want to give right. a shout out
1: to? So, again, me. <laughs> I, I need people to appreciate me for the fantastic comedian, cyclist and face of nudism nudism yeah we'll go with that naturism i am yeah. um i don't know there's honestly there's so many wicked comics but I don't, i'm also going to tell you it's a real issue with me i'm terrible with names which is the worst <laughs> for someone who is a a comedian because people go oh, well, who who have you spoken to? And I'm like, oh, I don't know, mate. I can tell you what they look like, um. But no, I'm I'm only I'm going to name drop one person because I just this guy was absolutely incredible. So I did the I did the Bath Comedy Festival last year, and I say hmm. like, this the person I'm going to mention is the only person I've ever I've just seen and within like a couple of minutes thought, do you know what? You're you've absolutely killed it here. Um, Bath Comedy Festival is a partially sighted guy called David Eagle. Um, And he just kind of like came out of nowhere. No one had heard of him. Just basically went up and absolutely smashed it. Um, From just like, you know, opening line, something about how he's a black guy. He's not, he's a white guy, but obviously we've already gone through the fact that you can't see. And it's just the his delivery, everything was just hilarious. It's sort of like awkwardly, awkwardly trying to like get through, but I know absolutely smashed it. And then I say one, the female who I think is absolutely killing it at the moment. And like I said, I like to forget names, so I'm just gonna check that I get this right (laughs) before I tell you. Kate Barron okay. yeah Kate Barron um, I want to say she's Canadian she's definitely American or Canadian and yeah I saw her do the gong show at the um do call it the comedy store and yeah right. she won but yeah fuck me she deserved to it was just like, it's just so funny. Beginning to <laughs> end. Watching her on Instagram. She's great with the crowd. She really, like, shoots down hecklers. She's really good. Kate Barron, definitely, um, I'd say, is incredible. And um, David Eagle. So, do you know what? I've been kind. I've gone one from the male and one from the female.
0: <laughs> Being even. I like it.
1: So, yeah, that's, that's what I'd say. That and me. Because I've got, I've got loads of stories. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think the lockdown's done. We'll sort out of a night out. I'll get you down here and we'll meet up with Luke and everyone and get a few of us together and go, and go out in the lash.
1: I don't know if you know much about me, but I'm not really big on a night out. I
0: know. If you could just come out of your comfort zone for a little bit because I really need a decent night out with somebody that can keep up. I think you might be you might be able to. <laughs> no, no,
1: I can definitely keep up with a night out. Um Craig, do you know <laughs> the best part about this timing? I've just received a message saying so my sofa's going to be here in 5 minutes.
0: Fucking yo, see? Serendipity. It's there all we worked go. out perfectly today.
1: Absolutely smashed it.
0: Lovely. Well, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate you giving me all this time. I know you're busy. Yeah, autistic, busy,
1: busy and busy And, and autistic. you
0: concentration almost all the way through. <laughs> and you didn't no, get No, didn't. Made it all
1: the way through. Finished my peri. Um, having a
0: lovely
1: time. Perfect. No, it was great. great. Thank, thank
0: you very for having
1: me. Much. See you.
0: All these episodes of the podcast from the lampoon are brought to you with the help of our friends over at joke pit uh, for any aspiring comedians or promoters out there joke pit is a superb platform to post your events to uh, develop your affiliates post your merch there's a million and one things you can do there um, and our friends there have helped us massively and there's a lot more to come from them so check them out over at joke pit thank you very much